Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we started a new K-drama. Ooh, ooh, a listener recommend. Yeah, we started another Miss O. Yeah, or another Oh Hey Young. Yeah, depending on wh- what country you watch it in. Oh, really? It depends on the country? I thought it just depended on the date. Like, over the years, some K-dramas seem to change their titles. It's like Goblin turning to Guardian. Yeah, or Terius Behind Me changed to My Secret Terius. Didn't I don't even know if I've heard about that one, but yeah. I feel like you know it, because it's got uh, Soji Sub from Oh My Venus. Oh, yeah. I am figuring that it's more of, like, a where-you-live thing, because I figured it was, like, a country thing, which is to say sometimes they do a direct translation, and sometimes they do more of a translation in the spirit of what's going to market to the country correctly. That would make sense. So I think, for example, like, Goblin was probably a more direct translation, and then Guardian was more of like a, no one wants to watch a show about a goblin, because in the States, <laughs> usually we picture that as a small green monster. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah, but then there's some like this one. I don't, it doesn't really make sense, except to be like, uh, maybe some people don't like Korean names, so we're going to change it to another Miss O, because that's a lot easier to say. Guys... Don't be that way. Please. Please don't be that way. We're watching... What? Oh, I was just gonna say, speaking of don't be that way, I need... Hey, ma'am? Ma'am? Excuse me? Okay, quit. (laughs) I have the secret third recording buddy that no one has ever heard on the podcast before behind me. (gasps) She's being so quiet. Yeah, she was licking herself, though, and I just didn't oh. want that to pop up on the podcast, you know? Mm, yeah, D- thank didn't you. Didn't subject anyone to that undercover noise if, like, you have really good headphones. <laughs> if you've got Beats by Dre, sponsored sponsored product of another Oh Hey Young, <laughs> then you might have heard Raquel's dog licking herself. Yeah, oh Sorry. my gosh. It is just one long Beats advertisement. It's so funny because I feel like I've become numb to certain advertisers. Like when a car advertises for a K-drama, a car company. Yeah. Then usually instant coffees. Yeah. Um, And then like Samsung, obviously. Every Korean drama is a Samsung (laughs) advertisement. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like we recently watched a K-drama where they had iPhones, though. I think it was the last K-drama we watched. They had iPhones. Well, I do not pay attention to phones. That's fair. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I just feel like recently I saw someone in a K-drama holding an iPhone and I was like, What? That feels like treason. This feels illegal. I think I need to call Korean emergency services. <laughs> Report Get a crime. Them on this. This is not good. Um, yeah, this one, Beats by Dre, is all up in our faces. And I guess that's fine. It kind of goes with the storyline pretty well. Yeah, um, I love it. I love that they, sorry, I don't think we've done everything we need to do before we jump in too far to the K-drama, which is to say, yeah, first of all, we're covering episodes one through four right now of of the K-drama we've been talking about for like 10 minutes now. (laughs) First four. That was in the title, though, so that's not on us. Just read the title of the episode. I do want to let everyone know which listener recommended it to us, though, for sure. (gasps) Yes. And that listener is Allison. Thank you so much, Allison, for recommending this. Yeah, thank you, Allison. And I'm sorry, Allison. I honestly, I was worried after episode one. I watched that one and was like, I don't know if I like this show. The main characters seemed awful. They seemed like such mean people. And I was so unexcited. And I was like, 
our listeners have never let us down. You all are such good people. You have such good recommendations. And I knew to trust in Allison and that she would not let me down. And by the end of episode four, I feel like that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. And I was into it. We've had slower turnarounds for sure. Looking at you uncontrollably fond. Looking at you, my mister. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was a quick turnaround because I am so invested in this show. Me too. And... I know this is dumb, but I've heard a lot about the actor Eric Munn over the years, just being in the K-drama space. I don't think we've ever watched any of his dramas. He's like a huge name in K-dramas, and I had never seen anything that he was in, and I'm really excited for that. And he's doing a great job as our leading man, Park Do-kyung. Killing it. I'm excited to watch him. Yeah. He is doing a phenomenal job, and um, at first, kind of going back to what you said previously in episode one, it felt like he was going to be such a bland male lead. I, I did mm-hmm. not see myself becoming attached, not just mean, but just, you know, one of those, you know, the classic, I think we've talked about him a million times before in the podcast, but the very classic emotionally unavailable male lead. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that was 100% going to be him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I'm so glad they did, they did not do that. They turned it around very quickly. They were like, he's very hurt right now. Leave him alone for a minute. But also, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a lot of emotional range. Look at this guy go. Yeah. It was very... I, and it's one of those things that... You love to see it. You love to see who you originally thought as emotionally unavailable having that emotional range. And it just, it takes such a special and talented actor to portray that in a likable way. He's doing a very good job. Mm -hmm. I think of, um, you know, I don't mean to just constantly talk about this, but as we speak... Today is the day that season two of Ted Lasso has released, and if you are have been a fan of the podcast this long, you may have heard that, uh, you may have heard even the episode that Emily recommended Ted, Ted Lasso to me, um, and then- and we're obsessed. We're obsessed yeah. now. It's the best. And, um, he a little bit reminds me, or those types of characters remind me of Roy from Ted Lasso, uh- I guess, as like the Western media example of someone who struggles showing the emotion, but it doesn't mean they don't have it or they're not great characters that you can totally get behind. And it, yeah, I, I just think it takes that special touch, that little seasoning, a little bit mm-hmm. of spice from a talented actor to make that a character you can root for. Yeah. Because I was not rooting for him in episode one. I think that was the problem. He was too new. We couldn't see enough of him. Like, that's just a product of episode one. That wasn't a product of his acting. But just that introduction to him, you get to see mostly the cold side of him and the professional side of him. And the parts that he lets people see at this point in his life, which... He's very protective of himself, and it makes him so frustrating to watch, especially his interactions with his coworkers, who are an adorable bunch of people that we have seen in so many other K-dramas, just kind of these side characters from every other drama that you always love to see. And he's so mean to them. <laughs> just... I think this uh, this drama has a bit of workplace harassment in both work environments that's played off as comedy, and that's not great. I'm going to let it slide just because they're keeping me laughing, they're keeping me entertained, but we'll separate drama from real life for this for this show and be like, this is not appropriate workplace behavior. Do not harass your employees like this. They are trying their best. But in for the show, I don't know. I'm excited to see him hopefully grow and be nicer to his employees. 
but I think he's a an interesting and funny enough character and by the end of the four episodes you can see him connecting with them more on a more personal level so it's going well I think I'm liking him yeah I agree and you know workplace harassment seems to just run in the family with these people so we've got so much to dig into I can I just say first before we get too far from Park Do Kyung I love that he has a family. I like his siblings and the fact that they all just live together in this big house, even though they're adults, like full full adults. They're super weird. It's a weird family. <laughs> they're all super weird. I really like it. I like the dynamic. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, I didn't know how to feel about his sister for a while. I struggled with her, not just because she was the mean boss, but it was the ways in which she was mean. Because it's one thing if you find out that your employees have been making up mean nicknames about you. It's, an, you know, just handle it. Just maybe write them up and say that's not professional behavior. And I get that there's obviously some other stuff going on with it where she has the same name as her brother's ex-fiance. And so clearly that plays into it and for some reason we're mean to someone based on i mean i get it i've liked very few tylers in my life but i have liked (laughs) some and how sad would it have been to write off all tylers (laughs) fair though we've all got one of those names that just like rubs you the wrong way Mm -hmm. and you're like this is a new person hi get over it yeah I don't know how to feel at all about her yet. I think I'm fine with her as a comedic character. She's just this, like, abstract comedy. This, like, wild and crazy, you cannot guess what's going to happen with her next. And I think that's okay for now. I'm fine with it. Yeah, i definitely like to see a turnaround with her character, I think, where she kind of becomes a workplace hero a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah. When she introduced the two Ohayoungs and she was like, you're two very different people. I was like, is this is this the point of the show where we're going to start to like, like, women support women? And especially on this podcast, we do. But we all hate the new Ohayoungs so far. She's not great. Yes. I'm, this is independent of how they develop her character, because I really think they've left it open enough that they could go either way. But mm-hmm. boy, howdy, do I miss the quote-unquote pretty Oh Young. Holy cow. <laughs> she seemed like a fine girl back then. Now, I don't like her. No. And I'm excited for our Oh Young to team up with her boss and kind of take her down a notch. If they develop her character out to be, you know, just another product of the name Oh Young, and ultimately she's like a fine person, you know, who just happens to share a name and was put on a pedestal by her peers, that's one thing, except they've done a pretty good job because of making me hate her, that is to say. Uh, Because... Here's the thing, I was ready to forgive her for a while, for some things that feel pretty unforgivable, like leaving your (laughs) fiancé at the altar without a word. You gotta say something, you know? You gotta say, hey, I can't do this. You cannot disappear to Europe and just do the play-dead act. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. Unforgivable. I think that, you know, allowing... One's peers to call you the pretty Oh Hey Young at school is pretty messed up. You've got to be aware of of your effect on other people, you know, and how other people around you feel. You've just got to have some human empathy, no matter how good your life is. Because if you don't, if you cannot bring yourself to empathize with people, I'm pretty sure that makes you a sociopath. (laughs) And even then, some sociopaths work pretty hard. I mean, we all saw Flower of Evil. (laughs) Sometimes they work really hard to learn how to empathize with people. Um, I actually don't remember if he was a sociopath or not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
Um, and then, you know, add that all together. Bummer. Not a great person. I was willing to forgive it up until the point where she acknowledged that the, the our Ohe Young had had a hard time in school because of the same name. At which point I thought, oh, so you did know. You just didn't give a shit. Uh-huh. You actually kind of seem to have enjoyed it. Yeah. You seem fairly aware of your effect on people and how uh, much you have hurt just a lot of people in different ways. The girl who shares your name by allowing yourself to be placed on a pedestal up above her and crush her under the weight of your shared name. And your ex-fiancé, who for some reason you're calling from, like, a restricted number constantly just to terror what terrorized him? I guess I don't know. And you know it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You're aware. Because if you were just blundering through life, like I said, it's a problem if you can't empathize. What's even worse is if you can't empathize, but you are aware that people feel like shit around you. And you don't care. You just keep going. Awful. You're an awful lady. Yeah, I think for me it was uh, opening our Ohe Young's mail, which is a crime. That is a crime committed. But then to turn around and be like, wow, this is the saddest piece of mail I've ever seen. She's in a book club, which is so sad. And then to trash talk someone you went to school with however many years ago. Like, can you imagine being a petty enough person to get mail from someone you went to high school with and be like, honey, let me tell you, this person was a loser. She was the saddest sad sack you've ever met. You can't even imagine. Like, how? Like, why are you spending your life this way? Why are you talking about people this way? Like, move on, for real. Get out of high school where you were... Yeah, on this pedestal. And it wasn't even enough that you could be on the pedestal. You had to make sure that everybody beneath you felt beneath you. Like, that was very clear in that moment. Yeah. Of, like, I wanted her to know that she was beneath me. Uh, I hope she knows she's a gray-toned, bland person and I am the rainbow. It's like, are you kidding me? Get out of here. Get out of here. Stop smiling while you run. I hate you. Yeah, who does that? Who does that? Only the handsomest man alive can do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's an old meme for the old school memers. Oh my gosh, if you've been on the internet for about the same amount of time Emily and I have, because I feel like that's one of those niche things where people too many years older than us might not remember it, because it was like one of the first memes... And maybe they hadn't been clued into memes yet. But also, if you're too many years younger, you never saw it because it's a dead meme now. Welcome I'm to so our proud. niche podcast. I love it. For people exactly our age <laughs> and our demographic. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry for the alienating jokes. They only pop up every once in a while. But boy, howdy, do I love them. <laughs> I love things for me. Hi, I'm... The pretty oh hey young. I love when things are about me for me. It's hard. I think before we saw how evil she was, I was like, Raquel's the pretty oh hey young. I'll be the regular oh hey young. I and you can be the pretty one. Just want to stop that. Like, okay, we don't need to do the back and forth thing here necessarily, but I think we need to be honest that you're the one with, like, fashion sense and who, like, is wearing makeup right now and looks (laughs) like they got ready for the day, and I've literally been sweating in my house because I didn't feel like turning on the AC because I didn't think it would help, (laughs) so... I think we're both clearly the pretty oh hey young, and that's fine, Mm -hmm. even in the petty sad ways sometimes. Yikes. (laughs) <laughs> self-deprecating humor doesn't look good on either of us we're terrible we're just at it. not good at it we just make people uncomfortable we drag them all down with us <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that whole storyline yikes she is the worst and her only redeeming quality is that she might bring our oh young and her boss together finally Because I feel like they're both 
just sort of psychotic people. And I say that in a lighthearted, comedic way, not in that they have, you know, actual diagnosable problems. Yeah. I think Ohe Young and uh, Isadore, I know she has another name. I know she has a real name. I just don't know what it is. I think they're both pretty crazy. And it's funny. And I think they work well together. I agree. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun to yeah, see all of the different dynamics between these just weird enough characters. Yeah. Because we also have... Oh, wait. Before we get off Oh Hey Young and her boss, I will say... I think the moment that really clicked for me with this show that made me switch from like slightly uncomfortable, maybe I don't like this show, to like, okay, I'm in it. I'm absolutely in it, is the absurd, bizarre line of have you eaten five packs of ramen at 7 a.m. before? Just the like, <laughs> the build up to the moment is like so odd. And then you get this, like, almost real moment where the boss is like, I was really disappointed that I couldn't come to your wedding. I was looking forward to it. And you're like, oh, wiping a tear away? And she's like, because of the buffet. And then you start to laugh. And then she's like, and because your buffet was canceled, I ate five packs of ramen at seven. I was like, I'm in it. I'm in it. Here's That's peak the show comedy. that I want. That's peak comedy. <laughs> We're on Comedy Mountain. Here's the peak. I love it. So weird. I, um, yeah, I love the bizarre things that come out of all of their interactions. Because, yeah, for, kind of the way you were describing it, at first it's very uncomfortable. It feels like harassment. It feels wrong. And then every once in a while... You get stuff like her straight up to her employee's face admitting, I have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> uh-huh. And or, uh, Park Do Kyung with his brother in the sound booth, and they're getting like more and more frustrated at each other. And then Park Do Kyung says, like, just add in the sound of the sun setting. And then he walks away, and you're like, oh my, what does that even mean? <laughs> We'd love to see it. It's so good. It's so good. And then you get that gratifying moment also later when you see it click for his younger brother, who I think is named Hoon, and he's showing his girlfriend around the studio, and he gets that moment of, oh, it makes sense finally. I know what the sound of the sun coming in, letting the sun is, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they turn that absurd line that will stick with me forever into an actual pretty sweet moment? It's so good. I, um, also, we keep saying stuff like this and then never getting to the points we were going to move on to, but I, before we move on from sound design, because we did it earlier, and how that's a huge theme here. Well, it's not a theme, it's the, it's the main characters, the male lead's profession, but I, that is low and high key, one of my weird side dream jobs. Ooh. I've always wanted to do, very specifically, I've wanted to do sound, like, sound director work and sound design work for video games. Ooh. That's been a very long time dream of mine, and so I am so invested in their job every time they're in the <laughs> office i don't know if i've ever been so excited even in legal dramas which i live for a good court case in a legal drama but i am so stoked every time they do any kind of sound work they're living my dream <laughs> that's so cute i love it i love them Ooh. can i say they had that really long introduction scene to the male lead in the first episode and then he goes to the break room, the break area, and scares all of his employees. And he sets his coffee cup down. And I swear to God, it's like a full second later that you hear the sound. I was like, you can't have an entire scene where he's yelling about how the sound has to be so precise. Otherwise, it really takes you out of a show. 
and then do this. Is that on purpose? Was that part of the joke? Do you think that this entire show is going to just drop those little audio jokes? Like, super, even more niche than the play on K jokes. (laughs) Audio jokes. Very low-key. You don't see them coming. You might not even notice they happen, but if you do, then you know. If you know, you know. You know? If you know, you know. Because right now they're playing day sounds, and it is nighttime. What a joke. What a riot. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was the sound of the sunlight coming in. But you didn't hear it. Because but... it's dark outside. Yeah. You freaking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Easter eggs all over the place. Oh, can you imagine the work that would need to go into that type of sound design, though? If that's the case, even more my dream job. <laughs> yeah, Raquel's actual dream job is just Easter eggs. Hiding little Easter eggs of sound design in all of her video games. I well, love it. You know, I gotta start building my, you know, build your resume for the job you want and dress for the job you want. I need to start dressing like Do Kyung, I guess. Oh my god, he dresses really well. Yeah. At one point she said that he dresses sad, and I was like, no, he's actually like pretty clean and well-kept. Very fashion-forward. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> he's doing great. Yeah. I love dramas for trying that stuff and being like, ah, I guess the costume designer didn't read that line beforehand because he dresses like a CEO, which is to say he looks great all the time. Never sad. Yeah. I mean, maybe he feels sad, but I don't think we can say he dresses sad. Yeah. Hey, young. That feels out of line. He's doing great. I dress much more sad than that man. And I'm only <laughs> a little bit sad constantly. <laughs> I want the closet of the mean boss, Isadore. She dresses insane, and that's my style. You could wear the heck out of those outfits and make them work. A minute, that's my goal. Well, I know that I need to get you that highlighter yellow skirt. That's for yes. sure. Yes! That's, we were both thinking of the same outfit. <laughs> I'm not crazy about that shirt. It's a little too pattern heavy for me. But I love that insane Tiny mini skirt on one half, and knee-length pencil skirt on the other half. That seems to be a theme with her clothing. Just different lengths in every skirt she owns. There's not any skirt that's a uniform length. I'm here for it. It's a good look on her, and I think you could make it work. I think you could work it. I also think I'm not ready for it yet. I like my face without glasses. I do need glasses to see. But when I reach a certain age, I may start to lean in to the giant fake glasses look. I love it on her. She's pulling them off every day. I wear fake glasses. Um, I, They're blue light glasses. But also, yeah, sometimes maybe I don't feel like dyeing my invisible ginger kid eyebrows. And I want... <laughs> My I, I don't want my face to look as imbalanced as it feels. And so I put on a pair of my blue light glasses and wear them for the day. And sometimes I have to check with my boyfriend and be like, hey, are you either going to, you know, like out me as an imposter or <laughs> be ashamed of me if I wear fake hipster glasses around today? He's a good sport. He supports me. But... <laughs> I was going to say, good for you, because I don't think there's lenses in any of her glasses, which is oh, a yeah. big K-drama thing. Obviously, the reflection messes up a shot. get blue light glasses. Yeah, that's a good idea. But she's out here rocking the lensless look. Like, I don't care if people know these are fake. I'm a CEO. I wear what I want. Thank you. Give me a skirt that's one length on one side and another length on another side and hand me those glasses, just the frames. Yes, thank just you. Just the frames. Pop those lenses out. Get them out of here. <laughs> I don't need a reflection on my face. Thank you. And don't you worry, by the end of the night, my hair is going to be everywhere. No. 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 
No. <laughs> Even from the bus stop. Like, the bus stop scenes, you see her beautiful, tight curls, and you're like, yes, she's rocking that look. She could, she could probably, you know, get it out of her eyes a little bit. But those curls are looking good. Somehow, in the however many minute walk home, I don't know if she's just constantly running a brush through her hair the entire walk, but it is Frizz City. Yeah, they're really leaning into that. And I, I have very, very naturally straight hair, so I don't know the curl struggle I imagine and have throughout my life. That it's an intense struggle, but also, if you do, if you, you know, conquer that struggle, you get to have the most beautiful hair on God's earth, if you believe in God. And, <laughs> and I just feel like she has the technology. She's a CEO. Yeah, she clearly is doing something right, because those curls look great sometimes. Mm -hmm. Is that just a thing on, like, humid days, where you're like, one second, my curls are on fire. They're looking so good. Very sleek little ringlets over here. Moisturized. And then the next second, it's like, poof. I'm sure that has something to do with the struggle. I'm sure that contributes to the struggle in some way. That's fair. It's just very clearly, like, in this scenario... For the show, it's very clearly like, they just poofed up her hair. I'm like, stop. She's rocking those curls. Stop poofing her hair to make her look crazier. Please let her do this. I just want to see her by the end of this series also, when she becomes actually cool boss, team up with our Young. Uh, I'm ready for her to also just rock that whole, you know, a-line skirt, or not even A-line, literally just, like, multi-line skirt, <laughs> and a loud blouse, and then just, like, curls for days. Curls for days. Yeah, I also have insanely straight hair, so curls are very exciting to me, and I like when hers look great, and I am frustrated with... I feel like, at least in K-dramas, curly hair sometimes is uh, a characteristic of very erratic and crazy women. And, it, like, you know that they've sorted their lives out and that they're on the straight and narrow when they've straightened their hair. And by the end of the show, she's going to have straightened her hair and she's going to be very, very normal. And I'm like... I'm not here for that anymore, okay? Maybe I was once. Maybe I was less informed. But here, today, if you've got curly hair, rock it. Yeah. Give me Wear that curly, curly hair. hair. Wear it. Be at the office. Be a CEO or whatever position she is. I have no idea, genuinely. And just wear your hair <laughs> down the way you want to wear it. Yep. The way it naturally is. Feel relaxed and beautiful and great. With, you know, whatever you have. And then if you want to straighten it, sometimes do that. But, like, also curly hair. Also curly hair. Um, what else do we love about this drama? I have, I have two more things that I want to talk about. Okay. One, I want to know how you feel about the younger brother and his relationship with the cashier. They just seem so young. <laughs> I like it's kind of a fun and wild and weird relationship, right? Except that it feels like watching teens be in a relationship. <laughs> and that's not to say that cuz almost every Korean drama I've seen if there's a teen relationship, it's much more chaste than the relationship that they have. Yeah. But so <laughs> So yeah, I guess I don't know, because I just, it's a lot, and they're kind of cute, and I like them, and I like their relationship, and I like that it's fun and young, and I like that they are obviously just all over each other, and I think that that can be very f funny. It's just also, you know, a weird punchline. Sometimes it's great when it's a punchline, like when they round the corner near the house, <laughs> and they're making out, 
And then she's she points out that maybe it's not the best to be making out in front of someone else's house. And then Do Kyung has to be like, oh no, you met my sister? Well, this is my brother. <laughs> and he's like, why are you watching as he rubes? Oh my god, so funny. Yeah, so that was super awesome. I guess I just don't know how how to feel as a whole, because it's just a lot to just, you know, watch this crazy whirlwind, very young-seeming relationship. I think that's fair. I really love it. Like, I think it's really adorable, and I like it, seeing them together. It's super confusing to me how I'm supposed to feel I guess is the only part I'm lost where I think k-dramas are pretty good at directing your emotions and being like this is supposed to be funny this is supposed to be sad this is supposed to be cute and I think this is supposed to be funny and maybe a bit uncomfortable because of the age difference but I'm not there like, I just really, really enjoy watching them together. I think they're really cute. I am surprised at that because he starts off real poorly with that breakup. He is very mean to his ex-girlfriend. And then immediately very, very cute with his new girlfriend. And I forget all about it. Yeah. Yeah, I did also forget about the way he treated his ex-girlfriend. And that's rough. You don't mm-hmm. love to see it. You love to see it when men accept a rejection with grace and realize that it is not a reflection of them. And, you know, it was tough. He is not that. Yeah. He is the opposite of that. He took it about as bad as one can, keeping in mind that sometimes in real life, women get murdered for rejecting a man. And so he didn't handle it the worst he could have. Yeah, what was that? What was that nod at a date rape case? Oh my gosh, I still don't know. Dinner table? <laughs> was that real? Hey guys. Or was that just him dodging having to say that he was involved in an adulterous relationship that he didn't know about because she would be even more mad? Yeah, I think he was like, I'd rather say that I got a date rapist off of any sentencing than say that he was in an adulterous relationship with a woman. That's not a fun joke. That's real weird. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't... What's going to happen there? I don't don't understand. And she believed it, so I assumed that it wasn't outside of the realm of possibility, so... And then, you know, we made some threats, some joke threats... But those weren't fun either. Those weren't fun jokes. It was a real uncomfortable scene. Yeah, we should probably delete that one. Original uh, editors. Maybe that one didn't need to happen. Yeah, I feel like there's another way for him to stay at their house. And for them to just be like, oh, he's staying here now. I think that could have been real easy. Just say he's going to stay here now. Would have loved to see, like, the mafia still play into it. He's a lawyer. You can still play that. Maybe he did upset a client. Maybe he didn't <laughs> defend a date rapist, and that's why he's afraid yeah. to get home. If you're going to be so bad at it, just don't do it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess what we're trying to say is, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> Let's not with that. I think... Okay, yeah, my last thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Han Tae Jin. Okay, the, oh my gosh, yes, I want to talk the about dude. him. dude. Yeah, I feel like we gotta get to him, because, like, at first, you you don't know anything about him, I guess. Episode one, he's pretty much nothing. And then by episode two, you're like, this utter trash human, this monster, and I even I think they do an interesting job of introducing his character really slowly, where Park Do Kyung is like, I ruined this guy's life, but also he went to jail. He's a criminal. And I thought that was representative of like Park Do Kyung tried to get like dirt on this guy for taking Oh Hey Young from him. 
and in doing so uncovered that he was doing crimes and so he was like great opportunity i'll report this guy to the police he goes to jail boom 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 nope that's not at all what happens by the end of episode four you just feel real bad for hante jin yep in fact i kind of hope they can make his situation just a tad, a small touch more believable, because I am confused about how not getting investments leads to prison time. Oh, it's because he couldn't pay his investments back. So he got a bunch of investors, and then once the biggest one pulled out, all the other ones were like, okay, we're going to pull out too. And he's like, but I used all your money to start my business, and my business isn't making money yet. So the money's gone. Like, you gave me money to start the business. I spent it starting the business. And now I'm going to make money really slowly over the next few years and pay you back. And they're like, we're going to sue you so we can have our money back now. Seems like. That's on Park Duk Young. Well, yeah, that is. I just, I'm pretty sure that there's like contracts and stuff, like investment contracts that say you can't Mm. just turn around and, you know, Change your mind. Yeah. You can't ask for this money back tomorrow. I'm sure that there are, you know, terms. Or or I guess, like, usually investment is more of a risk for the investor. And that's why some investors, like, get rich, right? And some investors don't get rich. It, mm-hmm. And, like, far be it from me to defend capitalism. Trust me, I don't <laughs> want to be in this position. I'm just pretty sure, I've like, I've seen some Shark Tank. And I'm pretty sure that what happens if the you know, business people can't pay the sharks back is that the sharks lost money. So that's why Mm. they're considered, you know, like, you know, risk takers. They're taking the risks. It's not, and maybe this is the corruption of capitalism, where we've taken away the risk for the people with the money. And it's now all, because that I believe, that all of the risk is now on the little guy, because that seems actually pretty much part for the course. Um... But yeah, it seems like it would be loan officers after him in the case of what is happening now, which is to say, not people making investments, but people making loans. And maybe Mm. it is, and it's just a translation thing. And it was like he had all these bank loans that now he can't pay back without the investor. But yeah, I feel like the way it was presented was confusing in that sense. Yeah, we're going to need a spin-off legal drama about this case <laughs> for sure so that we can get a much clearer idea of what's going on because yeah, I I'm not sure I understood. Now that you're breaking it down, it sounds yeah, like how could the investors just turn around and be like, "Actually, we changed our minds." But I don't know. I just know it sounded like a House of Cards situation where Park Do Kyung started the dominoes that toppled everything over, and I sort of understand how it's his fault. And that's more interesting to me than him just being like, I found out this guy was a criminal and he was embezzling money, and I thought that I could just you know, try and get him and Oh Young to break up. But instead, I sent a criminal to prison, and that was cool. I would have been like, yeah, that is cool. Good for you. <laughs> but instead, they're like, no, I sent this pretty innocent finance dude to prison, and he had to break up with his fiance, and he's still pretty in love with her. It's actually very caring that he let her go before he was arrested. And also, she's kind of in love with him. And now you're just going to be sad that she's living a life, falling in love on the outside, and he's rotting away in prison, not really sure why he's there. That's the show? That's the show? Holy cow. That is a sad picture. Thank you. Yes, now I am super bummed. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to need more from Hante Jin. I'm going to need to really dislike this guy because right now he just seems real sad yeah because i yeah i'm in his corner and especially after the freaking adorable clip of them together planning to go to the restaurant 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Ow. Because, <laughs> yeah, it feels so different than the the parallel storyline of New Ohe Young and Park Do Kyung, where, yeah, there's just something always off about that Ohe Young. Yeah. And then she just escapes to Paris with a new guy. Yikes. Bounces. Yeah, that's... Real different vibes. That's a different story. And we I don't know if we can have you two getting, you know, like, relating over your shared trauma, because her trauma is actually your fault, bud. And I think you know it, based on all of your guilty looks. Uh-huh. You absolutely know it. And I think you gotta real resolve... Resolve some of that before you start falling in love with her. Yeah. I also... So here's a thing, though. Kind of... Not necessarily a mark against Taejin, but... Food for thought as we try to ship the main couple when Taejin is currently, you know, in our hearts and minds and thoughts and prayers. Um, At one point, she says something about... Women never being mad at a man for breaking up with her or leaving her. It's that she's mad about him being a coward. And I think in that sense, we could kind of examine Taejin not being honest with, about mm. what's happening to him. I think you're right. I think it was him caring. But maybe it's one of those things where protecting someone from the truth is just going to hurt them more in the long run, and she was allowed to make the decision for herself if she sticks by you, or if you truly wanted to break up with her because you were worried about what happened, you do get a say in that. You can say, like, absolutely not. I am leaving. Like, I want, I, I do not want to be in this relationship. And, you know, I get it. There is that problematic thing that we see in K-drama after K-drama where we don't listen to the person who's saying a thing, you know, doing the breaking up. You don't always listen to the person who's breaking up with another person. It's, you know, it happens a lot where, mm-hmm. you know, the person being broken up with digs their heels in and says, no, I'm not going to let you do this because we're in love or whatever. Um, so I think we need to start, first of all, by letting people break up with us because they don't even have to have a good reason, you know? If they yeah. want to break up with us, it's still their choice. It can be literally any reason. Mm. Someone does not be in a, need a reason to not want to be in a relationship anymore. Usually they do, because it would be very weird if someone truly did not have a reason, because not having a reason actually might be the reason. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, that's all to say, obviously... um. Putting aside the problematic trope of her digging her heels in and being like, no, I'll, I'll wait for you, I'll stay with you forever until I die and I'm ostracized from our problematic society for having a husband in jail. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I guess I've kind of lost the plot, but it's all to say that I am in cor- Tajin's corner in that I think he doesn't deserve to be in prison. But it does suck that he wasn't honest with his fiance, and he uh, pretty much deliberately attacked her feelings to make her believe that their relationship was over, and that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. He's not a perfect man. <laughs> he's got a perfect jawline, but he's not a perfect man. That jawline, though. <laughs> Forgive it all. <laughs> Forgiven, forgotten. Hante Jin, come back. <laughs> get, get that boy out of prison. Give him his own love story. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You've got such good points. I want to know what our listeners think. Where do you land on the Hante Jin storyline? That's all I want to know. No, tell us. Tell us everything. Tell us all your thoughts on these first four episodes of another Oh Hey Young. I'm so curious. Email those thoughts to playonkpodcast at gmail.com 
Or hit us up on our social media. We are at PlayOnK podcast on Instagram and at PlayOnK on Twitter. And you can do like a short tell us what you think. A little hey. A little Team Tejin. <laughs> or you can leave a comment directly on the episode on our website, PlayOnK.com, where you can also find a link to our Patreon. You can sign up for our newsletter so you always know when we start a new show and what I'm watching every month. And you can find links to our affiliates, which are NordVPN, Blueberry Podcast Hosting, and Skillshare. Yeah, yeah, go check out our affiliates. That helps us out, and I think we have really cool affiliates. And then other uh-huh. ways you can support us is hitting us up on uh, any place that we're streaming. Usually there's, you know, buttons to rate, review, and or subscribe and doing any of those things really helps us out. It helps other K-Drum podcast listeners find us. Yeah! Finally, we are on Patreon. As I said, there's a link on our website, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash playonk if you want to direct us or directly support our podcast. You can get a shout-out on the podcast, as well as access to all of our bonus content, which was recently updated this month, so we've got new content coming at you. So if you've checked out our Patreon before and it maybe didn't have what you wanted, go check it out again and see if you like our new stuff. We'd love to have you. We would love to have you, and there should be a good amount of stuff on there by now. Yeah, thank you to all of our current subscribers. We love, love, love you. Yeah, you're helping us keep the lights on in this podcast room. You can't see it, (laughs) but the lights are on, and you did that. You did that. Join us next week for the next four episodes of Another Miss O. What's the other name? Another Oh Hey Young. Yeah! Join us next week. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.